0: The new humanity, what does that mean? Let's find out. Let's go to our text. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Due to their hardness of heart, they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity that is not the way you have learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Father, I just come before you today. Open up the hearts and minds of the saints to receive your message through me. I am but a mere man of your mercy. Give me the grace to preach this message today, God. Let it be clear. Bless your saints today, God. Let this place be filled with your Holy Spirit. As I said, I am just a man reliant upon you every second of the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We have two distinctions. An old humanity and a new one. What is the old humanity? It's an Adam. Adam and Eve from the very beginning. That is what defined our old humanity. This old and new humanity is in a then and now contrast. In the old self, we were alienated from God. And now in the present... In a new creation, in unity and in harmony, are in Christ. What is old sinful humanity? Now this I say and testify in the Lord. You must no longer walk as the Gentiles do. Don't walk in the way of sin and transgression. The old way of life, according to the world. They are darkened in their understanding alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. This ignorance, a suppression of God's truth that we don't know and that we can't understand because we're darkened in our minds. It leads to a hardness of heart. We harden our hearts because we're alienated from the life of God. We don't know the things of God. We don't have His Holy Spirit. We can't understand Him. I could pick up this Bible without the Holy Spirit and not understand a thing. The ignorance that is in them, due to their hardness of heart, they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity, no understanding of light, separation from God, willfully sinning and glorifying in it, delighting in it, transgressing in it, God is holy, and He's righteous, and He's infinite. He demands perfection that we cannot measure up to. We can't. It's impossible. Why? Verses 17 through 19 places a great stress on human responsibilities. They have given themselves over to idolatrous thinking futility in their minds, in our previous minds. It's a culpable ignorance of God. The hardness of heart, the the meaning of it is sheer, willingful rebellion against God and not even knowing it. This leads to a further darkened understanding, remember, in our minds. We can't comprehend God. We can't comprehend his word. We can't comprehend anything about God because of this hardness of heart and in the mind. It's displaced. God is displaced from the central position of what he can occupy. God occupies us by the power of the Holy Spirit when we're born again. But this is before being born again. He's displaced. This leads to a failure failure of human consciousness in the downward spiral of sin alienated can we pull up jeremiah 17:9 the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick who can understand it can we understand it can you understand your own heart why did i do this why Why did I lie? Why did I steal? Do you understand that? Did you think before you did that? Do we know what motivated us to do that? Why? Because the Spirit of God is not governing your mind. And because of that, we're being governed by our fleshly desires. Our motives are unholy, unclean, unrighteous. Can we pull up Genesis 6-5? This was from the very start. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. I'm not saying every thought that comes to mind is evil. But at the end of the day, when we're separated from God and alienated from Him in our sin, and we have a desire to sin, and we get tempted to sin, we will sin without any remorse. and We won't give God a thought, because it's impossible. Because we don't understand the mind of, of God. We don't understand his scripture. We don't have the Holy Spirit in us to reveal these truths to us. The Lord saw the wickedness of man Hardened of heart Rebellion It was great in the earth All humanity Thoughts, deeds, actions, motive All evil and none are good Not one All men have fallen short of the glory of God There are none righteous Not one But why? Why? Why are we like that? Why were we like that? I'm going to quote Martin Lloyd-Jones. He says, What sin and the fall of man has done to us, the mind needs to be made new. Man in sin. Man fell. Man did not only disobey and become a transgressor in the garden, but the most devastating is the spirit of man's mind went wrongful, corrupt, alienated, hardened, Listening to the devil. By listening to the devil, we put ourselves under the power of the devil. The dominion of man's mind, the spirit of his mind, has been under an alien domination. Alienated from the life of God. Our whole outlook is wrong. Our fundamental way of thinking and reasoning has become twisted and perverted. Men can't think straightly. Let me add. The mind as an instrument has not gone wrong, though. We have the faculties and the abilities to think with our mind, because it's an organ. It's a machine that works and reasons, thinks, and calculates. That is fine. But what has gone wrong is the governing of it. There's a severe difference. You still have great minds today. Apple, Amazon, billionaire CEOs—they have great minds, but their way of governing in their mind is off. It's governed by the flesh. Man's—I ho- love this. Man's whole being and his relationship to God in time and eternity has gone wrong. What happens when you talk about Christ to somebody? They can't receive these things because their mind can't focus on the things of God. They're alienated. They're gone. They have no idea what you're talking about. It's only by the grace of God and becoming born again that you will understand these things. The spirit of his mind is gone astray. It's carnally minded, which means enmity against God. The spirit of the mind is wrong. But spiritually minded is life and peace. There is no other greater tragedy than this. Man fell. Fell. God created Adam and Eve perfect. And the enemy took them down. They fell. And because they fell, all humanity has suffered. Since then, man's heart has not changed. How about the good news? That's the old self. But there's a new self. In Christ Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And that we are created in his image. In verses 20 to 24 it says, But that is not the way you have learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him. And were taught in him. As the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old self. To put off the flesh. To put off the ignorance. The rebellion. The sinful actions. And the motives in your heart. That are opposite of the law of God. Which, before, which belongs to our former manner of life. And is corrupt. Through deceitful desires. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness Note, likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness God is perfectly righteous and he's perfectly holy therefore be holy as I am holy we are to live holy obedience, obedient lives and there's only one way we put on the new man. It's a change in the character. A way of life from old to new. In the flesh to in the spirit. Live like Christ. Formal Gentile life of sin. Right? The Gentiles that were, were, were living this life in sin. And Paul came to preach Christ. What they have learned about Christ is that He embodies truth. He is truth. Praise God. In contrast to deception, absence of divine reality, darkness, and futility, which characterizes our former existence. The truth is in Jesus Christ. To put off our old sinful life, being driven by the flesh, a mind governed by the nature of sin. Let me tell you. We commit sin because we have a nature of it. And why do we have a nature of it? It's because Adam fell in the garden. That's where the nature came from. We were alienated from God from that point on. We failed. Humanity failed. Gone. Done. Dead. But Paul tells us to take off Adam. And put on Jesus Christ. And to embrace a life like his. Paul is encouraging these Ephesians to be renewed in their mind. That in itself is, I I will get into in a little bit, is living according to this new creation nature that God is already making in us. This new nature, this new man, is created in God's likeness. It is characterized by his holy righteousness that springs and mirrors the truth. In union with Christ. Old sinful humanity was crucified. And we were raised to a new life. Can, you, can we put up Galatians 5.16? But I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Need I say more? Flesh and spirit don't get along. And guess what? We have flesh and we have spirit. But praise God because we don't, and we're not under, under the dominion of sin anymore. We have been set free. We may still have sinful desires, but guess what? You don't have to act upon them. God will convict your heart. Don't get it wrong. He will. And he will always give you a way out. And if you fail in certain areas, stay away from them. Run. Run from sin. It's horrible. It ruins this relationship with God. And if this is severed, then this is severed. There's no relation at all. But what must happen? Do we just put on the new man? Put on this new way of life? No, we don't. We can't in our own flesh, we can't. How can a mind... That's separated from the life of God and the understanding of God comprehend the things of God if we can 't understand his word i 'm going to use this analogy because when I think about myself which i 'm not making this about myself but I just want to tell you what what went through my mind when I became born again it 's like a ten or a thousand pound weight was attached to my ankle and I was drowning in the bottom of the sea and this this dumbbell was in the sand and I was swimming up and I, and I had nowhere to go, I couldn't swim because I was drowning in sin dead it's not throw out the, the, the lifesaver and grab onto it, no, Christ came and he pulled you out of the grave pulled out those bones were made alive he, he breathed in you he gave you life Because that's the only way. It's not what man can do, it's about what God can do. And it's only through the power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And what he's done on a cross for us, he made a way for us to come alive. To come out of the grave like we sung about. We came out of the grave because of what he's done. Death, where is your sting? There is no more sting because he has overcome He has come out of the grave. And because he's victorious, we can be victorious. So what happened? How do we be, how are we renewed in this mind? How are we born again? Being renewed means being made new again. We're restored. God created creation to be perfect until man fell and ruined it all. We can't blame God for what man has done. Man fell. Man disobeyed God. So what did God have to do? Not even the angels could comprehend the infinite wisdom of God. The angels looked upon and said, what happened? How can they see? Uh Aha. God had to send the Son. Descend from glory. Put on humanity and die for our sins. He volunteered for it. I'll do it. Father, I'll do it. Isn't there, is there any greater love than that? To restore humanity back to himself through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Only he could do that. He's the only one who was able to do it. Not a man created from dust, a dust, but God himself in the flesh, in the person of Jesus Christ. Restoration to a previous condition this tense is continuous to go on being renewed we go on and on and on sanctification being formed into the image of Christ that Christ is being formed in us we are ambassadors of Christ we are created in his image we are image bearers we need to protect that we're Christians a light set on a hill the light of the world the salt of the earth Put on the new man! Put on Jesus! Being renewed is all of the work of God in the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dissects and analyzes the human personality. Listen carefully. In men, there is the mind, the seat of understanding, the heart, emotions and feelings, the soul, sensations. The spirit of the mind, the interior principle, right? That governs and controls and operates the mind itself, right? When we look back, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God. Darkened in their understanding, darkened in the spirit of their mind. What governs their actions, their thoughts, their motives, their deeds, their creeds, everything is darkened. Not so more. In addition to the faculty's power... Intellectual abilities, the spirit of the mind controls the whole operation this is what being renewed in the spirit of the mind means being renewed in Christ spirit is power of the mind it controls and directs the abilities it's being renewed in what governs and controls the spirit of the mind it prompts us to live out this new creation in Christ a new principle of life is in us we can walk in the way of the Holy Spirit. We can mortify the deeds of the flesh. You could put off the old man. You could put on the new man because of what Christ has done. This is all made power. Uh, this is all made possible by the sustaining power of the Holy Spirit. What do you think? We're just justified by faith alone, and then God says, that's it, you're on your own. No. It's impossible. He seals you with his Holy Spirit. He gives it to you. It's yours. It's eternal. There's a new life. A new desire in you. It's new. It's not a band-aid. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away and the new has come. That former life is dead. Gone. Forgotten. He will remember our sins no more but that doesn't give us a license to go and sin nevertheless you wouldn't want to do it because if you're living a life of sin you will have no pleasure in it at all you will be a miserable Christian <laughs> miserable then you're going to know something's changed when you're miserable in your sin because you're a new creation Put on the new self. You've put on Christ. Regeneration. What does men in Sid need? What you wear is what you are. This life-giving principle. It's a life-giving principle. It's a renewing. The mind is enlightened. Whoa! What happened to me? Why do I think this way now? why am I doing things that I don't do anymore why do I enjoy doing these new things why do I enjoy coming to church why do I love the saints and fellowship and enjoy talking about things about God why you've been renewed in your mind and in your heart something's changed it's real believe it it's why you're sitting here today Take this, this visual. You're in the old man. You look at the sky. You see the beautiful sun. You see, the, you see the, the, the blue sky. The clouds. And that's all you see. But what does the Christian see? The Christian sees the heavens. The glory of God. The God behind it. He sees the fingers of God. The spirit of his mind has been renewed. For the heavens declare the glory of God. We could now appreciate and give him glory. For what he's done. It's beautiful. This is his. The earth is his footstool. And he's in absolute control. Over it all. God is sovereign. And nothing is out of his sight. At all. Not one thing. Not one thing. isn't that awesome if he is for us who can be against us who can bring a charge against the elect nobody not even the devil himself we have an ambassador and his name is the Lord Jesus Christ give it all to him saints give it all to him I'm just a mere man to represent him today to bring in his truth for the gifts that he's given me to edify you as a church it's not about me it's about Christ praise God we do things in a new way all things have become new this is what we live for now it may destroy relationships it may sever ties with people But that doesn't mean that you don't love them. Bring them the gospel. Even if you're scared, ask for the grace to do it. Because what he did for me and what he's done for you, he is worthy to speak about. Jesus commands us to go make disciples of all nations. Don't you see the way the world is heading? It's getting worse by the day. The love of many are growing cold. Cold. We don't got to worry about that no more but they need our help they need the Holy Spirit, they need Christ and they, Christ will use us to, to speak his gospel to them even if it's just that, once I was blind and now I see we put this new man into reality, into our everyday way of life not a mechanical conformity but we put into practice an intelligent change not only an outward change of actions and habits but it's the inward change of your mind change it will soon deal with the outward it has to happen in the heart first and then you will express it outwardly and what they see outwardly what will we'll express inwardly it's vice versa When they see you, they should know that you're different. That you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. That you don't walk in your your former Gentile ways. But that you're a new creation in Christ and that you walk according to Him now. You're putting on the new man. Living life with the new man. As the new man. Let me be real with you. This is not easy. It's not. But let me tell you this You don't have to rely on yourself You could rely on the Holy Spirit Because he makes it all a reality For you He will sustain you He will give you joy He will give you life He'll change everything It's real We're all examples of this Take off the old man And Put on the new. He really will help you all. He is the helper. He is the comforter. It takes a while. It takes a while. This is a lifetime. Don't get beat up. Don't beat yourself up. You're going to fail. You're going to sin. But you'll grow. You'll grow. Just know. In Romans 8, it says, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Trust in the Lord in all of his ways. Don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Christianity is not something we take up intellectually. Listen to this. It's something that takes us up. Activates, governs, and controls us. Learning to think it in the new way. This outlook and the spirit of the thinking entirely renovated. And then working out and applying it. Really in this full matter, I can't comprehend it. But it's a miracle. It's a miracle. God has divinely changed you. He gave you a new heart. He took out the heart of stone. He gave you a heart of flesh. A heart that understands the minds, the mind of God through His through His Word, through His Holy Spirit, we can interpret His Word. We can read the Bible, and it'll it's going to become your best friend. You know This is what you live by now. This is warnings and blessings. In the old man. Being governed by sin. Governed by the flesh. I want to be careful about this. But praise be to God. That we don't walk in the way of the old man. He could have just left us that way. He could have left us that way. But out of his sovereign grace and election. He chose you before the foundations of the world. To save you. So that you're written in the Lamb's book of life. He's good. He's really good. And. We don't have to be on that road to destruction. And I'm going to speak about it. Because that's a reality. But let that motivate you to tell your friends. And your family about Jesus Christ. one day it'll all be said and done and walking in this new man for however long when we go home or he comes back we will be full as he is co-heirs of Christ and then when we get there and when it's all said and done every step of the way would have been worth it every step that's the glory of God the greatest manifestation of his wisdom is in us behold the redeemed people my redeemed people there's no greater blessing than that and when we see that blessing and we understand it the more God reveals it to us on a daily basis how good he is and that we're living in the grace of God There's nothing sweeter. There's nothing sweeter than that. We got a living hope. We got something to live for. Don't be weary. Even though we will be weary. Just trust in him. I say this to myself too. I fall short on this area many times. Just trust in him. All things working according for those who love him. His divine, sovereign grace over each and every one of your lives. He will see you through it all. No matter what. He will never leave you, nor forsake you. He who ordains you will sustain you. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for this honor. And this opportunity to serve your people. I thank you for this text, God. And I pray that you've opened up the hearts and minds of your saints, Father, to this glorious truth. That we no longer walk according to our old ways and the futility of our minds. But we walk according to the Spirit now. And that we're being renewed daily. Let us cling on to this truth, God, that we are now in Christ, that we now have put on the new man, and that we walk in this born-again, new creation nature that you've so gloriously done to us, God. It's all by your grace. We thank you for your grace, God. Thank you for transferring us out of the domain of darkness and into a marvelous light. Praise God for that. Lord, we thank you and we exalt thy name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And we thank you for all that he's done for us. We thank you for that rugged cross. We thank you that he was raised on the third day so that we can live. That we could be set free in the way and the truth and the life who was Christ himself. Bless your saints today, Father. Bless them richly, abundantly. Let them know that you're here for them. Comfort them with your grace and your peace. In Jesus' name.